0: Joy and pain can coexist. I have experienced unimaginable pain. And if you follow me, you know I have lost children, which feels like torture, feels like the kind of pain that is torture. And I'm here to talk about how pain and joy can coexist. As I work through my own pain of grief and trauma, And I'm a a psychiatric nurse practitioner, and so often people share about their pain. And there's a, a vibe of hopelessness that they'll ever find joy, that they'll ever feel joy. And pain can do that to you. Pain can eat away at you if you allow it and what feels like steal your joy. So this video is very specific around how do we find our joy? And the kind of self-development, self-help, meditation movement will say, just think positive and positive things will happen. Gratitude and all of those things are very true. And I practice them. But when you are experiencing pain, it feels stronger, the force, the, the energy of pain feel stronger than all the positive talk you could say to yourself. And so I'm I'm here to talk about how to practically do that. And the first thing that I'm going to say, and you're going to hate me for it, is that joy is a choice. Now, you heard me, the energy of pain often feels stronger, especially when you're it's new in the intensity of it, or you're in a, a day that that pain seems more intense. For, for me today is the anniversary of my son's death and I don't wear red, but here I am wearing red today. I'm uh, <laughs> Spider-Man was his favorite superhero. So I'm wearing Spider-Man shoes. I'm a professional and I'm going to wear this to work, (laughs) Uh, to find joy, to remind me of how joyful Reggie was. So how do you do that? Well, one, acknowledging that pain and joy can coexist. Because when we are in our pain, sometimes we can... Let it overcome us. And, and I've been in those moments where I'm just like, I don't want to fight this. And I talk about in other videos that you need to feel the pain. This is not a, you know, a trick or a technique in order to make the pain go away. The pain has to be felt. And the moments of joy Maybe, you know, few and far between. And that's okay. As long as you're finding them and bringing them to the surface. That's a choice. So when I say joy is a choice, I'm not saying it's an easy choice. I'm not saying it's magic and if you just had better control of your mind, you wouldn't be feeling this pain. I'm saying you have to feel the pain But it's also a choice to find the joy we have a term in uh, psychology and psychiatry called dialectical thinking and this is when two seemingly opposite thoughts are both true and learning to reconcile those things so pain and joy appear to be completely opposite so how could you be experiencing pain and still experience joy again We talked about we have to feel that pain, but we also have to choose joy. Dialectical thinking is a way of learning to process the reality of of your grief and your trauma. Let me give you a couple examples. When Johnny died, he was um, the son that we brought in first. So we were foster to adopt. They called us up and they said, we have a boy. Um, we'd like you to consider adopting. And, um, you know, he's 13 years old. We think that he would be perfect for your family. And when we went to go pick him up at the adoption agency, he was sitting in the room with two girls and they said, Oh, by the way, those are his sisters and they've never been separated. But the reality is when Johnny died. I I did a lot of this dialectical thinking. Like uh I, this is horrible the the pain of these girls losing their brother after all of the pain and trauma they had already been through. I promised them that they would be safe in our family, that they would be loved and that they would be safe. And now I've allowed their brother to die. And those those were meshed in some negative thoughts but kind of that you know horrible reality of what has just happened these kids were part of the foster care system physically um, and sexually abused in the foster care system they're finally in a safe home and their biological brother dies that is a reality but when I'm I'm also looking at Johnny's purpose was to bring my two daughters into my family, that he had fulfilled his purpose, and that he is eternally happy. Both of those things can be true, but what I find when I'm talking to people in extreme grief, they're they're leaning one way or another. So they're, you know, just ruminating and all of the negative, or they're not processing the the pain. And they're just, you know, rationalizing the good. Reggie, he suffered for a really long time. And a couple weeks ago, I shared his story of catastrophic epilepsy and physical pain. And this kid had so much love and joy and sweetness in him. And how dare God take my child but in the same breath it's selfish for me to ask for him to come back to that pain I wouldn't do that both things are true I want my children back I would do anything to have my children back but I also know That they are eternally happy and content both of those things can be true in my heart and so when I'm talking to people about how do you find this joy one you have to find things that actually bring you joy and for me it was it was a process after After Maya died, I spent a whole year, you know, before my, before I turned 50, like I realized that I'm almost 50 years old and I don't even know what I truly enjoy. You know, we spend 20 years raising a family and it's all about, you know, being a wife, being a mother. Um, I also worked full time. And so I just kept myself busy and I didn't actually know what brought me joy so yes I talk about joy as a choice but the first choice is to figure out what truly brings you joy and I know when you're in that pain you're like you know my child brought me joy but I think about today if if my children were alive healthy and happy I would still be an empty nester I would still be alone right You know, your grown children aren't a super active part of your life. You should be able to find joy outside of your relationship with your child. So what actually brings you joy? And honestly, I had to spend a lot of time trying to figure that out because I I had spent 20 years raising my family, and that was the most important thing to me. So I challenge you, even if you are in the midst of raising other children, That you find what brings you joy. What actually makes you happy. And many times we listen to what other people say. Oh, go get your nails done. Oh, do this. Go do that. Go take a girl's trip. Maybe those things don't bring you joy. Maybe you hate traveling. Maybe you, I think of getting my nails done as just another responsibility. But some people actually enjoy that. So what brings you joy? that You have to figure that out, even in the midst of the pain. So just start, you know, thinking about that as a process, like what actually brings you joy. And sometimes you have to go back to before you had kids and try to say, what kind of activities did I enjoy? And would I still enjoy them today? And sometimes as I go through this journey of feeling my pain and finding my joy, the little things are what get me. You know, Um, there's a flood in my house or something breaks in my house. And I think, gosh, you know, all of the things that I've been through, shouldn't I get a break on the everyday, normal things of life? But we don't. Life goes on. And that is the hardest part Of intense grief because you want to follow suit with everyone else that life goes on Um, and we have responsibilities and if you have young children you have um, more love to give and finding that that balance of responsibility and taking the time to feel the pain In several other videos, I talk about controlled grief and and I started that after Reggie died in 2016 of taking the time to fall apart, to looking at pictures, allowing myself to cry, allowing myself to be angry with God and, and setting aside time for that because otherwise it might come out when we don't want it to when we're trying to fulfill our responsibilities or take care of our kids or work. So how do we actually have that, you know, pain and joy and find that joy? One, the first thing I want you to think about is striving for balance because we tend to lean in one way or another. You'll hear many people in positive psychology just talk about you know, finding that joy, you know, choosing happiness, choosing joy, you know, being grateful, and that pain will go away. That has not been my experience. The pain does not go away. The intensity and frequency in which I have to feel the pain does lessen, but it doesn't go away. So, striving for that first bit of advice is striving for that balance. The second thing we talk about this in the mentally strong method all the time is separating things from grief. We oftentimes in intense grief and trauma, everything gets enmeshed together. And I talk about this a lot in other videos, but it's so important and we're often not doing it. When we get into our pain, we feed the, we fuel the fire with negative thoughts Sometimes people get into addictive patterns. We mesh the trauma of what happened with the grief. In Reggie's story, the trauma was his life. It was, he was in and out of the hospital. We were always afraid for him. We, although it was painful and shocking, it was not a surprise when Reggie died. The last 10 years of his life was a one trauma after another. But when I'm trying to grieve, I have to separate that trauma from the grief, the pain of losing him. Because trauma needs to be processed and released. Grief is processed and cherished. I want to cherish my son's life forever. And so as I'm trying to process the grief of, of their death, I have to separate those things because otherwise it, it, gets, it gets enmeshed and we're, we're maybe cherishing the trauma or um, not letting go of the trauma. And there's other parts of the mentally strong method that we talk about of how, how do we separate that grief because so much is going on in our mind when we're in this kind of pain. So one, we strive for balance. Two, we separate all of the things that are not directly grief. And the third, this is what I want you to remember. We talk about processing things, processing trauma, processing grief. Um, And we always think of, you know, we've got to go to a professional to do that. Processing is movement. It is moving that pain. And we often suppress pain. That's what we do in our culture. We have a headache, we take medicine. We have pain, we take medicine. We have emotional pain, we don't want to feel it. And there's even medicine that kind of numbs that. And there's substances that numb that. And, and we don't want to do that. So when I say process, when you're processing grief, you have to feel that pain. But the end goal is to cherish that relationship. So if you're sitting around thinking about your grief and, and that process and you say, "Oh, well, I'm processing it, but you're ruminating in negative thoughts, you have a bunch of guilt, there's, you know, no cherishing of the relationship, you're moving in the wrong direction. Go back to step two, which is separating some of those things. So finding balance between pain and joy, and it's not going to be 50-50, especially in the beginning. Separating all those other factors so that you can process and cherish your grief.